This man is about to commit the most atrocious crimes in American history. Whoa. So, James, you? <laughs> as you know, we are here. Oh, good idea. To put our phones on silent. Uh, a mere. We are here a mere few weeks after we said we were going to be here. Mm, mm, it, uh, it hasn't been months. No, not the slightest. To record yet again. One of my selections James, for... How are you not getting this? Say this, Phil. There we go. And finally, you peek on the microphone. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I've been asking for. So, you picked this, James. I did. Um, there is a growing trend that I pick the best films. There is a growing trend. And they, I could... Uh, almost like a growing tumour. Because <laughs> the, the your selections... Oh, the cancer I, that eats away at our podcast. I feel like <laughs> there has to be some sort of algorithm <laughs> behind your choices. Because you're... I don't think you're trying to pick shit ones. I think I'm trying to pick ones that I enjoyed. Yeah, I've seen this before because you've lent me this before. So I've seen this before. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, seen what? Well, it's your selection, so why don't you... We are talking about the 1978... Directed by Dennis Donnelly, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Toolbox Murders. Okay, so you say directed by Dennis Sorry, Donnelly. The Toolbox the Murders. Toolbox, you the say... Toolbox Murders is directed by Toe Pooper and came out in 2004. So this classic wasn't really... We, we, we watched it on Blu-ray, which is surprisingly a nice trend, uh, you know, looked good. It was an arrow, it was 88 films, uh, and 88 films... I noticed when you slipped away, I looked at the leaflet inside and I looked at the back. Mentioned Toe Pooper a lot. Oh, really? Um, That's odd. Yeah, it's almost like they were saying, he made a better version of this. Go watch that. (laughs) Don't watch this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry you paid money. Yeah. You've been had. (laughs) You've been conned. Go watch the better version. So, we started watching this and I was slightly concerned. The the first red flag was... (laughs) when uh, everything on the cover we had seen in the first few minutes. <laughs> the first few minutes were great, though. first few minutes were good. But that was... Uh, there, there were warning signs when you saw all the glory shots. Yeah. The gory glory shots. Yeah. All in one. Yeah. There's a lot of... There is... So we've seen films with great pacing. We've seen mm. pieces. Bare blood. We've seen... Drillica. okay so what's good about those films there's two types of horror films there's the good ones sporadically throughout yeah keep keep the pace ticking over oh yeah kill someone every 10-15 minutes perfect Um, build up suspense in between yeah and then there's toolbox murders Mm. I have extensive notes genuinely on how to solve the Rubik's Cube (laughs) because halfway through you were like Oh my god, it's, you, your eyes wandered somehow from the entertainment. <laughs> I don't know how I went away. It was so captivating. To a, to a Rubik's Cube in my room and you were like, by the way, I can solve the Rubik's Cube. And I was like, fuck off. And within two minutes you'd solved the Rubik's Cube. So then I unsolved the Rubik's Cube. Then you solved it again and was slowly showing me how to solve the Rubik's Cube. Then our eyes got drawn back to the screen and we saw the final showdown And we realised we missed someone being burnt alive. <laughs> Quite badly. Spoilers. <laughs> um, so should we start at the beginning as and we that's always do? Also, that's, that's 
badly burning them alive and that he also had quite bad burns yeah so this is again people dying really quickly in this this isn't yeah. the burning that was a good one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, wait was that the last thing I did for like five five minutes yes they don't they someone gets stabbed once in the stomach with a tiny screwdriver well, well, and well, dies she was screwed like three times screw driven three times so she got screwed the next one got nailed uh-huh. the one before was out on the last one night and was hammered hey hey um, let's we start at the beginning it was very confusing yeah. car driving down the street yep cars driving down the street um, and like you're saying the grade in this blu-ray was lovely and oh mate it looks beautiful the, they, the blacks are black back up with the TV racist <laughs> I uh, well they didn't look anything I do else. appreciate that these shit films I'm going to say it I'm going to say it do these shit films get a really loving release on Blu-ray? I do, I do appreciate that. Well, I, I mean, I love that, but then also I think that is a lot of that's going to be down to the cinematography as well, because the cinematographer for this was... Oh my God, you wrote that down? Yeah, Gary Graver, um, who, like, he worked extensively um, over, like, four decades doing film and worked on, like, 300 productions. Yeah, to be fair, this film looked nice, except mm-hmm. for, except for the decor of the opening yes <laughs> clearly um, motel it, it was awful it was like the, the carpet was falling off the floor the walls looked like they were made the of the walls had fallen off already the walls looked like they were made of like Philadelphia cheese when you open <laughs> the packet and someone's already been at it or when you've left it for two weeks <laughs> and there's a a, a wavy mould across it <laughs> exactly <laughs> every Philadelphia cheese pot I've ever owned ends up like do that. you not finish your no, Philadelphia cheese and I walk away Jesus Christ <laughs> flip 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 Philadelphia. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah so that cinematographer he also worked with Orson Welles for a long time he became like what? his like main, cin- main cinematographer wait before 70s. this or after this after this I think oh no no wait no, it Orson before, it was before this surely yeah it must be because yeah, Orson Welles would have been totally dead by then yeah, surely yeah, yeah it was before this he worked with him on, on a project over like six years that I don't think was released in the end okay yeah. I, I, like, can you imagine if he worked on Citizen King and then went off to do toolbox murders? Well, you know, it was with a, it was with a renowned director whose director directorial debut was also his final directing title. Are you talking about the toolbox murders? Yes. <laughs> Dennis Donnelly. I think he did a bunch of, like, TV shit. So you pointed out to me, because you had done light research before the uh, presentation began. That's true. Uh, you pointed out to me he had a porn star in it. He um, had a porn star, yeah. Yeah, you could... It's weird that there was nudity almost instantly. The entire opening was just naked women getting stabbed up. What was her name? I can't remember her name. Oh, it was oh something wait. Nichols. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We li- I googled something her. Nichols, yeah. Kelly um, Nichols. Kelly yeah. Nichols. Because I accidentally googled the bassist from some band. Because she said she liked Grace Kelly and they were talking about money and Nickel came up. And then she was yeah. like, look at this photograph. <laughs> um, but apparently they tried to hire two actresses and they both quit because they didn't, they didn't like what they didn't, they want, didn't want to jacking up in a bathtub. Well, I'm not surprised. Oh my God. So they had to go to it. So they went to a porn star. Do you reckon she actually did it for realism? Cause I feel like personally, yeah. although, okay. So you, so yeah. Okay, it makes sense it's the guy's first and last film. I feel like a lot of these things were first take. Yeah. Because 
I reckon so. The main problem, and I'm holding my nose because I think I'm going to sneeze, is... Uh, you spend the fart acting. Is the main problem was the, the main killer who... Here's why me and James zoned out. Because it's a mystery as to who the killer is. Because he shows up, kills a woman, then masks himself, mm. and then we see him with the mask that he clearly doesn't know how to wear that mask because he's applied it wrong. But she knew... Well, she knew, because when he walked in, what? he was like, you're here to fix the thing. Yeah, she's like, you're late. Yeah. But the mask gives away so much of his face mm. that in the next scene, when all the people were in the room and they called the landlord in, we were like, well, it's the landlord. <laughs> yeah, it's that guy Because that's back. his face. And of course the landlord would be fixing things with the tool. Yeah. Um, so, so we had figured out the mystery. So the main plot of this film is the brother of a sister who gets kidnapped solving the mystery of who kidnapped his sister. But me and you already know that, so we solved, oh, already knew that rather. Yeah. So we solved the mystery of the Rubik's Cube instead. <laughs> a more thrilling and colourful story. <laughs> <laughs> With more twists and turns, James. Far more twists and turns <laughs> than something that revealed itself on the opening hand. If the Rubik's Cube could be solved instantly, it would be boring. <laughs> like the Toolbox Murders. Hey, the opening of the Toolbox Murders was a lot of fun. The opening was great. The very opening was confusing. So yes. it's a car driving down the road, and then it freeze frames. And we mm-hmm. thought the Blu-ray was broken. It was not. No. Um, it then cuts to a shot of... a a car crash and yeah. we're like oh maybe they just did a really shit edit yeah like a freeze frame like they do back in the 70s yeah, like, but he had, and then bang, I was like but it should not even hit the pole you know to hide the fact because they can't really drive into a pole yeah but they weren't even fucking close so just, I just reverse away from it and play it in back. retrospect or in hindsight I feel like it was the killer driving down the road and having flashbacks because yes. when he there was actual really nice bits when he when he nailed that girl um through the spine mm. and then in the head it, it did really good shots that lined up perfectly although that's probably your mate doing it for him mm-hmm. uh, as she had like arm flop down and stuff yeah. so I feel like that's what in retrospect or in hindsight and so what we saw in this flashback was a woman falling out of her car being dragged out after she had like careened into a lamppost and yeah. died and getting stretched away and then it gets yeah. back to the freeze frame and then it starts driving Yes. Yeah. That was the enthralling opening. It, it was gripping. But then it goes straight into the first toolbox murder, which is a drill so large, it may as well be a whisk. Well, he pulls, yeah, he pulls out something that you would, like, you would cut, like, a giant hole in a table to be able to, like, shove a plug through it. Yeah, yeah. He pulls this thing out and he says, yeah, this this is just going to carve right through you. <laughs> um, and he walks out to her and this woman's like, hey, you're here on Thursday, but you were supposed to be here on Tuesday. Acting. Acting. There's so much acting. There's so much acting in this There's film. There's so much acting in this film. <laughs> the main guy, I looked him up, he's been in 215 things. And they're all like shockingly bad horror films. That's what happens with bad actors, unless you're Samuel L. Jackson or Morgan Freeman. Or Nicolas Cage. Or Nicolas Cage. All great actors. All exceptional actors. Um, So it actually starts off when he comes into the room. You think it's going to be like a giallo, Italian like giallo horror film. 
he's wearing black gloves and mm-hmm. he's going through um, going through the toolbox. Mm-hmm. And I would have liked some more like close up shots and stuff. That would have been yeah, yeah. a bit more giallo, having like some obscure angles. I really want to watch the Toe Pooper version now to see the differences. Could do it today. Could do if I can find it because you lent it to me years ago and I still have it. <laughs> viewers, we recommend you watch both. Um, listeners. So yeah, and then he pulls out his drill and then just starts revving it up and walking towards her. Slowly. She's like, Wait, what are you doing? To be fair. What are you doing? To be fair, a couple of women in this film, and I'm not saying, I'm saying it for a horror film women from the 70s, do try to fight back at yeah. least once. They get one try each and then they instantly give up. She smashes what a bottle and goes yeah. for it. Um, but he manages and he just to deflect grabbed her it. arm and then like he goes to drill her and she moves her arm in the way. Yeah, yeah. And so he just drilled through her forearm. Entire scene better than the entirety of Driller Killer. Yep, much more drilling. Exactly, much, much more, more drilling. drilling and killing. And instantly we're into the drilling. See, Driller Killer. How long does it take to get to the first killing? At least Toolbox Murders opens on a Toolbox Murder. Mm-hmm. We get with a drill. Yeah, <laughs> and he. It's like he uses every weapon at least once. And there's like, well, what else is in my magical toolbox? I mean, surely he would have had like a little handsaw. That would have been. That would have been sweet. Yeah. Man, what other things could we really gotten? Uh, a chisel. A chisel, yeah. Chisel, chisel would have been chisel sweet. And hammer. You could have had like a, a Stanley knife. A Stanley yeah. knife would have been glue, great. Glue the nose and mouth and eyes shut. Yeah, yeah. Why are the eyes? <laughs> oh, so Just in case they can so, breathe. So black so they, they can't We've see anything to, as they choke stop out. Stop bringing race into it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? Oh, man, yeah. So plugs, those plugs that they put in the walls, you know, before you stick a, uh, a nail in, that could have been used. Yeah. I don't know what's in a yeah. tool. What, tape measure? Why not? Just tie them up with it. <laughs> <laughs> Choke them out with a tape measure. Mate, we could have made this. So how does he kill her then? He drills oh, her, wait, right? No, he draws her arm, and then is this the one that runs out? No, he then he kills her. She, she, she drills her arm. Then I feel like he draws her in the stomach. Hmm. And then he puts his hood on and then walks outside. He puts his mask on, like yeah. halfway, he's got a ski mask, and he puts it on halfway around his face. Yeah, completely. So like the mouth is on his cheek, <laughs> and the eyeballs in his temple. Yeah, I don't think he's figured out. <laughs> no. This is why I feel like most of the stuff was done in one take. Yeah. Yeah, and also the ski masks are really confusing. And you can't look menacing if you're stood there adjusting your ski mask. Yeah. And also, again, it reminded me of the scene from Loaded Weapon where those guys go into a store and they're like, can we have such and such? And they're like, we don't have any. And then they look at each other. Then they put stockings on their heads and then they try to rob the store because yeah. it's obviously a joke. Why did he put this mask on afterwards? Yeah, I feel like if he left without a mask, people would just be like, oh, well, there's the super. He's also Instead like... Of, there's a guy with a creepy mask that looks like the super. He was covered in... He keeps knifing and stabbing and, and then wiping the blood on himself <laughs> he doesn't understand how crime scene investigations work for sure <laughs> I mean neither do the police because they keep leaving evidence behind that we find later so then we cut to um, to some breasts yeah yeah we follow a pair of breasts walking around the entire thing the is apartment. shot from this woman's chest. Yeah, you barely see her face. They have like yeah. shots of her like tracking from the side, just straight in front. Occasionally, you see a glimpse of face. Yeah, and then um, there's there's a little uh, there's a confusing. little jump little jump scare here. 
Yeah, she's, where she she's, turns she, on the shower yeah. and then looks around and you think there's going to be a psycho moment with someone behind the shower curtain. They've managed on the to inside. Uh, yeah, <laughs> reverse psycho. And she whips away the curtain rail and it's clothes. She was drying her clothes there in the shower. So now she gets wet. The whole like, and she, she climbs in wearing a white top to turn off the shower to yeah. stop her other clothes getting wet. Vulgar. Gets a wet t-shirt. Yeah. Then climbs out of the shower. Yeah. Takes her top off, her wet top, puts it on a coat hanger and puts it inside the cupboard and then gets a fresh top out and puts that on. Did she even... No, she did turn the, the shower off. Why was she, Why did she start the shower to then get redressed? Did she think that was her shower? Maybe she was like, this top is, this top is too dry. I can't put it away like this, it might catch fire. In hindsight, I think the guy was right to then kill her. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. <laughs> because she clearly didn't know what she was doing. But he kills her in such a strange fashion. So he he then goes and knocks on the door, and she answers the door, and she just sort of stands there and looks at him as he strokes her face, and then uppercuts her, which mm. knocks her out instantly. Then he carries her to the stairwell... Then he opens up his toolbox and pulls out his hammer. A claw hammer. Flips it to the craw, craw side and claws her in the head. Yeah, and just, uh, you see like the tiniest fraction of, yeah. the, of the cut where it actually hits the head. But you see a ton of blood spray up on him and the wall. Yeah. Um, and then he picks up the body, takes it out of the stairwell and brings it back into her apartment. Was the body lighter than the toolbox? Is that why? Because later on he's carrying it around like it's a fucking boombox. <laughs> Just resting that thing on his shoulder. What a strange... Yeah, so then he's in there just chilling out with his dead body. And her flatmate comes in. I don't think it's... I think it's a neighbour, isn't it? Well, no, because... Maybe it's a flatmate, because he was saying that she was evil. all of their names. I think they were supposed to be lesbians. I think they were supposed to be lesbians, and that explains all the pornographic material laying around, because he said later on that she was... They were evil, and they were sleeping together. Mm. So I think they were hot 70s lesbians. Oh, nice. Because then she comes in. Oh, that bit's awesome, actually. She opens the door and sees her dead on the floor, uh, which in hindsight, there was blood all over the hallway because the neighbours followed the blood. Yeah, um, yeah which she really should have seen because yeah. she just came into the room and was like, fuck, she's dead. Yeah, walks yeah. Walks in, just Walks like in, throat. walks up to her corpse and then the guy's behind the door and closes the door. That bit was nice. This and entire bit was good. she tried to fight off, didn't she? She, um... I can't. Uh, she she needs him in the, the dick. Yeah, yeah, she needs him in the dick. Yeah, uh, and then ran away and got to the door, but couldn't figure out how to open the door. Yeah, couldn't figure out. How Turned to use all the, door the knobs handle. the wrong way, and then Locked he just it. grabbed her and threw her face first into a really comfy sofa. Yeah, it was relaxing. Um, she relaxed to death. So then she sat there and recuperated for about a minute while he wandered over and picked through his toolbox. She no, was so comfortable. <laughs> she was so comfortable. She couldn't get up. This whole scene is flawless. Um, and then he gets gets his screwdriver and he's like, this will work. Yeah, yeah. Goes over. He could jab her in the neck. He could jab her in the eye. Uh-huh. He could, he could stick that thing wherever he wants. He goes for a... Pokes her belly. He goes for a navel. Once or twice, maybe three times. I thought it was once. No, he gave her a couple of little jabs. But, like, I reckon you'd need to push pretty hard with the screwdriver. Yeah, you'd need to do a lot more damage than that. Yeah, because that's just gonna. This is a, the problem. Just leak old, bowels old slasher films like. There's no realism in how you kill people. Yeah, I mean, I guess it would be gross if it was real. Like, how many times do you really need to get stabbed with a screwdriver in order to die? If it was in the eye, probably once. 
I don't know. Really hard into the brain. I don't know. I feel like if you get a screwdriver in the brain, you're not going to die instantly. Well, no, what I'd do is I'd jab it in. And then start twisting it around. Start twisting it around like the Egyptians and then pull the brain out. Like you're trying to make a mojito. Blend all that shit together. <laughs> Squeeze a bit of lime in there. See, that's have a bit when that drill would have come in handy. Got it right in the eye socket, and then that whiskey drill. Oh man, we could make this film so much better. Yeah. I think we should make a short film based. Because I, I thought, toolbox I matters. thought this film was just going to be a guy walking around with a toolbox, going room to room, massacring people. But then we had the big whole section for the almost the entirety of the duration when nothing's happening, and they and because they pad out the. They pad out the. It's very well shot, but they pad out stuff with like, I'm gonna boil the kettle, now mm. I'm gonna pour a drink. And this now is gonna, how long you leave a tea bag in. Yeah. Twenty seconds. This is how you. I'm gonna go get. Oh, I've got a headache. Go get me a Dr Pepper. Goes to the fridge, gets a glass, pours Dr up Pepper. This, this diet Pepsi. <laughs> um, a lot of branding in this. So stuff. now um, the police come in. Mm-hmm. I think the police come in, and this is where we see we. I mean, I've written down the apartment owner is clearly the killer. Yeah, clearly. We we figured this out. <laughs> clearly a killer. From like scene two. Um, uh, and they took, they're like, oh my God. Oh. Yeah, I didn't really know them, but that's horrible. I just managed this place. I forgot. I wrote down a note that I wrote down zombie flesh oh, is and driller killer. Them. The black couple found them, didn't they? But before that, I wrote down zombie flesh is and driller killer because the woman runs into the bathroom to get away from the drill, if you remember, and slams the door shut. And I thought he was going to drill through the door and get up. He doesn't. He drills a hole in the door and then, like, casually opens the door and casually grabs her and brings her out and then drills her to death. Yeah. And I was like, it's almost like that scene from Zombie Flesh Eaters, but less. And then we got a driller killer. So in the opening (laughs) of this film, we got two seminal moments from this show. Beautiful. In crappy slow, like <laughs> crappy slow, like why would you say you're a director on a horror film? And you're like, there's a guy with a drill. The woman has to hold the door still. Why would you be like, oh, let's have him drill a hole in the top of the door? Okay. Why would he not just go straight for the center mass of the door? Well, you want to have that fear of like the drill comes out next to her head, but then the next one should go through her head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it was too difficult for them to like create that special effects. Maybe it's maybe they didn't have Tom Savini. Tom Savini was there. They didn't, have so, to- they didn't have famed director Tobe Hooper. Then again, not everything he's made is gold. Yes, because we did watch fucking Eaten Alive or whatever it's yeah, called, which yeah. was... The, the alligatoring. Which was garbage. <laughs> Just awful. He loves, his, he loves his beautiful weirdos, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, right, so the police. The police are so, uh, the old black couple find uh, the blood in the hallway and uh-huh. follow it in, find all the blood everywhere... And then, yeah, the police are in there and they're talking, they're just interviewing people and there's some shitty dialogue. Some characters we never see again, we don't know who they are. Yeah, there's a detective that appears every now and then, but it's... With his gun on the wrong way around. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> he had his gun holstered so it was pointing forward instead of backwards, so you'd have to grab it with the opposite side. Yeah. It's a bit of a stretch. We just... It's not like Robocop levels of quick draw. I mean... You wouldn't see Rick Grimes walking around with it. No. 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 He knows how to holster a gun. Exactly. He's a professional. Um, and so then after the after we know that the apartment killer, the owner is the killer, and the police well, walk off. I mean, we knew that. We knew. We knew. If only they had the casual audience. Um, <laughs> so then we cut to uh, the porn star. 
Yeah, this, this is, is the porn star. Okay, so this yeah, is... so we've been like twenty minutes in and we're already on our third naked person. Yeah. Um, and then she is climbing into the bar. Oh, do you know what I just realised? Because he watches naked. through from the window the night before and sees her through the window. Yeah. And that's when he sees the girl studying. Uh, who's the main girl? He's Laurie. Kidnapped. Laurie. We see her studying. So that's why he must have killed her the next day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's there why is... he says that she's pure. So there is structure to this. Yeah, of course. There's always method to all kinds of madness. Um, so yeah, so then uh, we see this woman and she's getting naked and climbing into a bath. Um, and then she's listening to country music. She's really loud. She's enjoying loud. herself. Really loud. And she starts fingering herself. It's vulgar. She has the same reactions when she's doing bottles. this to when she is soaping her leg up and then, spoilers, when she's getting nailed, and I don't mean that, mm. I mean literally nailed with oh. a nail gun. Oh. Yeah. That's not very nice. Oh, that's not nice. <laughs> and apparently, like... Nine this, inch nails. This scene, this scene is one of, the, one of the biggest reasons why I got banned. Because they're talking... Yeah. This bit? This bit. Because they're talking... It's all about a woman who's, like, openly masturbating and then getting killed by a guy by a nail gun. Yeah, because it's, um, you know, and they all said, the God-loving people were for you to keep like, that in. Oh, that's my thinking space. They said it was like the, um, the, the death of youth and like if children were to see this then they'd be mortified. Like, well, don't show it to kids. Oh, yeah, don't show it to children. Oh, wait, hang on. This is... This got banned in the UK, Did right? You? This yeah. is pre-BBFC uh, days, though. So maybe kids could get hold of it because uh, it was it was on the video nasty. Well, I know it got it got released. Was BB um, BBFC cut out like two minutes from it, and then it got re- yeah. it got released. I'm not sure if the Blu-ray is the first time it's uncut, but it's not really that. They did an uncut version, but it wasn't fully uncut, and then the Blu-ray is a proper uncut version. Yeah, it's not really Which, that. It's pretty tame. I think there's still stuff missing. Really. I reckon so. I reckon that Hammer stuff would have had a couple more shots in it. I don't know. I feel like it was that badly edited. God. Well, it wasn't that badly. It was. It shows enough for it to be gro- grotesque. Yeah. Like I feel like that might have been a choice because there is some good edits in this scene. Mm. Uh, coming up. So in the yeah, so in this section, um, she's enjoying herself. She climaxes. There's a weird, um, a weird editing as she climaxes where it just jumps between wide shot and tight from the same camera position oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to her face where it's just like full like like a mid shot to a close up there is a tiny little bit we've missed because she's being watched but before we saw the door unlock and open mm. and then pliers come in from the toolbox murder Bulkers. and they bolt cutters and they cut open the chain yeah. and he just helps himself and turns up so, the music so you I was realize... thinking do you think right do you think if you were listening to music, say you're in the bath, you're in the other room, you listen to music, Jacking do you reckon if, if I turned that up, you'd know it, right? It depends how close to coming I am. <laughs> but I'm thinking... I mean, right? Okay, I'm thinking, if you gradually turn that up, would you notice? But if I yank that up, oh, you'd yeah. notice. Oh, I'd notice, yeah. No, but then also notice. I might be like, oh, okay, maybe the thing's fucking up again, or maybe this song gets louder at some point. Yeah. Um, but she's in her own world mate she doesn't but one thing that's a clue in here as well if you hadn't already figured out that he was the killer is that they ha- he has a key to get into the apartment yeah, yeah, yeah. so he gets in and then he has to cut the bolt she's put it on for safety because she's smart she double um, locked that door James she should have had a deadlock do you know what 
double locking a door is? No, never heard of it. Yeah, do you know what no. regularly locking a door is, James? No. Do you remember when you left the door open to our apartment and we got robbed, James? Do you remember when a policeman <laughs> saw the door was open and assumed someone left it open and walked off? <laughs> um, so yeah, so then um, he comes in and, and she sees him and freaks out and runs past him somehow. Yeah, man, she, she managed to get him. out of the bathroom and run past him. She tries to run to the door, but for some reason can't open it, no. even though the, the bolt's it's off. It's open, the bolt's been cut. <laughs> yeah. It's double open. And then he pulls out, he's got his nail gun. And we also know that, because we've seen from before, that the window can open all the way open. Yeah. So you just climb out. Yeah, just climb around. Yeah. She tries to... Cover so, herself with a cushion. To so he tries her. to shoot her at one point, Mate, and she is... ducks out of the way, and it hits a naked photo of her in the throat. Yes, it does, which, which is, is nice. cool. It's a nice. And then shot. the second shot, hits... um, he takes out a, a hanging vase. It was almost Looney Tunes esque because he takes out a hanging vase and it destroys the vase and all the and the, all the dirt in it. Yet the flowers are still hanging. Yeah, yeah someone tied it round the stem of the flower. <laughs> And also the, the, the sound the nail gun was making was like a silenced pistol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But as you point out, it's a really shit nail gun because boy, does that take time to reload. Yeah, exactly. It's like a bolt action. Yeah. But like every time you have to like reload it yeah. and then cock it. You might as well, at this point, you might as well just get a hammer. <laughs> and it'd be great. Just throw, ha- have a handful of hammers yeah. and throw them. And also, this nail gun is too powerful because it goes through things and out the other side. Yeah, as we see... Um, Twice it happens. So he finally corners her and fires a shot. And she's holding her stomach. She's like, oh! So that she's holding her stomach. Cool, that and you're bit. like, okay, something's happened. Where is it? And she walks forward and it's like nailed into the wall behind her with a ton of blood. Yeah, and when she turns around, there's a hole in her back. A hole in her back. And we're like, so this thing passed through her whole body and then like buried itself an inch and a half into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and then she just sort of collapses and that's when we get the cool shots at Flicker with his the killer's daughter mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah that's nice so and like, she was put onto a stretcher or whatever yeah so it cuts between her face it's blooded up and his daughter's face and then like but that is really down, cool down like half the body and the arm hanging off the side yeah. and same with her daughter in the car and that's then well done. and then he uh, reloads the nail gun fires it straight through the forehead point blank range touching her forehead straight through yeah, into the we, wall behind her we see later um, that it's gone all the way through her head yeah because later on in the mortuary they pull it out from the other side yeah which and I swear there's brain matter on the poster when the mm-hmm. boys are in the room later on yeah yeah which is cool but I was, I was saying to you earlier it's, it's, I find it weird that the nail gun would go all the way through her skull and back <laughs> out because if you were to put that up against a wall Surely that would fire through the wall. It's like the design of a nail. It should it's designed stop. in a way that it stops. <laughs> Where it's got the butt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's not like... I guess... I don't know. I don't think that nail gun would be that powerful. But, I mean, it's cool. Mm. It is cool, though. Um, although I do find it weird to jump ahead when they are in that room later on and they break into the crime scene and looking around that the nails would still be in the wall. I feel like the police would have taken them as evidence. Or maybe cut that bit of wall out. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Not just put some duct tape around it and then be like, don't touch this. (laughs) Are we getting close to the bit where we got the Rubik's Cube out? Yeah, we're getting close to the end. So then, uh, then we meet... So that... 
This film is kind of broken up into three parts. Yeah. So you've got a slasher at the beginning. Uh-huh. And now we're about to enter detective mode. Yeah. So the second act is detective mode. And this is where you're introduced to Laurie and her brother, Joey. Uh-huh. Um, and they're, like, goofing around because they're just kids and having fun. She's, like, 30 but playing a 15-year-old. And he's probably 12, but he's actually, like, 28. Speaking um, of... Which is a little little tangent. I was watching something the other day about why the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films aren't as good as we think they are. And one of them is the casting of all the kids, like Tobey Maguire being in his 30s, and all the high school students. And specifically in the scene where the teacher has a go at them for talking at the start. And you can't tell if the teacher is one of their classmates <laughs> or the teacher, because he looks younger than them. <laughs> Let's go back to the better, more gripping film. Thank you. Um, so yeah, so we're introduced to this, and then something happens, and then later on, she's oh, we, oh hang on, we've missed the more important scene because instantly after he nails this girl, he goes upstairs and kidnaps the girl. It's straight away afterwards no, because then the brother comes oh, okay, home and so, she's gone. So we saw, we so meet the family was, beforehand. This was before that. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. So then he goes upstairs, and this girl's studying, drinking a diet Pepsi. Diet branded. Shout out. Shout out to hashtag. Diet Pepsi. It solved all problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and yeah, so he walks in, doesn't make a noise, like smothers her, and then just drags her out. Yeah. And she knocks over a Diet Pepsi. And that so is proof trouble. that she's been kidnapped. It has to be. Diet. And then um, Joey rocks up later. Yeah. And his sister's not around. No. And he goes to the fridge and he gets a Dr. Pepper. That's after his mum comes in. He's like, where's your sister? Have you ever only just got home? And he's just like, oh no, she's been kidnapped. Why'd you have to put the shit on me, mum? Yeah, like, where have you been? I mean, she works a night job at a bar. We got that because in the morning she didn't make breakfast for her daughter because she was too busy sleeping. She's the worst. Bless her heart. She's raising two kids that are clearly in their 30s. (laughs) And uh, single mother. Two Benjamin She's a single mother. She lives in clearly a motel. Mm -hmm. Clearly that's a motel (laughs) and not a housing complex. Uh, And she has to work a a night job at a CD bar. Where the, where the manager's perpetually locked in. <laughs> she opens it up and lets him out from time to time. A bar that's very confusing. It seemed to have like a stripper's pole in it, but then next to the stripper's pole was a jukebox, and then there was a giant fluffy dog at the bar. Very confusing With a felt tongue that's just stapled to it. Yeah, and then like the police are just hanging out in it later on. But we're getting ahead of ourselves, I'm sure. Oh, mate, no. Okay, so this is a bit where you've showed me that if you... So, okay, so I wrote the note at this bit this is where we learn that um, you have to focus on the white bit first and then you just ignore the yellow because it's opposite the white bit Yeah. Uh, and, and then you start building it layer by layer this is how you do a Rubik's Cube okay so then can you imagine the billions of people listen to this and they all solve the Rubik's Cube and it becomes redundant that's how you do it you don't need to go you don't need to go to YouTube to find out how to solve Rubik's Cubes. Just listen to Lee. He'll tell you. Man, I don't remember. I've already, you gave me the cube and I instantly fucked it. I accidentally brought about the fucking Cenobites. That's you how shit it. I was at the Rubik's Cube. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the detective um, interviews Joey. Mm-hmm. Says to Joey, hey Joey. Yo, Joey. Yo, you've seen these, uh, these hot women walking around your flat. And he's like, I don't know one of them. He's like, Come on, 
Why are you lying to me? Yeah, yeah. Three beautiful ladies living like a stone throw away from you. You can't tell me you don't care about that shit. And he's like, look, I just really think someone killed all these women and kidnapped my sister, man. Stop, stop having a go at me. Yeah, yeah. He's like, fuck you, kid. I feel like he was implying Joey was the killer, but then he yeah. just lets him walk out. Yeah, I think it was like, we ain't got shit on you, but I'm watching you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I'm watching you. Now let me get my... Go- oh, oh, it's the wrong way around. <laughs> I put my track and he looks down his trousers are on the wrong way around. And then... Uh, yeah, and he's talking about how the spilt Pepsi means that she was kidnapped. And they, and they like, say Pepsi, they like, look towards the camera and it says drink Pepsi on the screen. And it says, mmm, so refreshing. <laughs> Um, I don't want I'm not sorry, Coke. <laughs> to be or not yeah and then he's like I'm not going to arrest someone just because someone's got spilled Pepsi yeah yeah so this is when Joey then goes straight to the crime scene he just walks in and this yeah. is where we meet Kent and this is where Kent Kent Joey and Kent 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 and uh, Kent is the killer's nephew and he introduces himself I, as hi I believe I'm the killer's nephew spoilers <laughs> We don't know it's the killer. It's yet. true. It's true. unsolvable. Oh, hyperbole. <laughs> um, so the killer's nephew is on cleanup duty, which seems weird. Um, yeah, because oh, he's, yeah, no, he's just like giving him some cash to go around and mop up the blood. So he seems morbidly okay to look at all this blood. This horrendous scene. He's walking around, walking on broken glass, being like, "This is where he must have smashed it with a bottle." And he's because like, the shit about "Look at glass. look at all. Look at the dead body. This is where the body laid." This is where the drill went and all this. He's getting right into it. Fucking right into it. In the next scene, when they go to the nailed one's house, the Joey finds finds a vibrator on the bed and throws it at him and he catches it and he's like, ooh, that's gross. Ugh. Yeah, he was just knee deep in blood. I was like, I'm into dicks. Maybe. Not vaginas. Maybe. Oh, no, that's not true because spoilers what happens in the film at the end. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it takes that's a dark turn. That's the third act. We'll get yeah. to that later. The confusing so, third act. So this is where um, Kent explains that his cousin is the girl who got killed in the car crash. Yeah. And that's why he's cool seeing all this blood because he experienced that and that death. Wait, does Kent bring it up or does Joey bring it yeah, up? Because Kent, he, Kent brings it up. Doesn't doesn't he mention that about his sister being dead straight away? Yeah. And he's just like, whoa, why are you being a prick? Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, so how's your sister? He's like, oh fuck. <laughs> She's Wait, dead. Did Ken and Kent fu- talks did Ken about fuck his Laurie sister? being dead. Yes. Yeah. 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 Kent, Kent is like, um, he's like, oh yeah, well, you Kent know. Kent is a first well, name. Ho- Bold. Hopefully she's not dead. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, what? Because she looked like my cousin. <laughs> but she wasn't my cousin, which makes it okay, legally. So then they go in and they investigate the other place, and then they just walk in. Kent finds them. They go and they're like, "We need some. What do they need? Glue and fucking yeah, solvent. We need solvent and glue so we can sneak into that place and then refresh the tape." Wait, what is solvent? Like, uh, like something that will eat away at the glue. Eat away at the glue to replace the glue to remove the police tape. So they can walk around in a crime scene. But still has brain fragments in it and the nails in the wall Uh still, uh and vibrators. It's still crime scene. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Kent Why did that woman have giant pictures of herself all over that apartment? Because she's a porn star. They probably had easy access yeah, to photos of her that were But naked. why did the girls also have porn in their rooms? Like, come on. Because it's the Where 70s, Where is this hotel? Man. It's the 70s. <laughs> Mate, you could get away with so much naming in the 70s. Um, People died a lot easier in the 70s. They did. They really, a single wound to the abdomen would quicker. bring you down. It's a, lot, a single flame to the face. <laughs> So yeah, so they find the nail, and then Ken looks at Kent looks at it, and he's like, 
Hmm. He has a face like, I know a guy with a nail gun. Yeah, because he's like, this was a nail gun. Did, what, he says, like, this is a nail gun, you know, for... And it doesn't finish the sentence, and I thought it was going to be like, for nailing things. <laughs> for nailing things with a gun. <laughs> In gun form. <laughs> then they go to his uncle's so that they can go get some paint. To his uncle, who doesn't in any way, shape, or form, act all the suspicious. Mm. He stands there, doesn't say any words, says he's make, fixing up food for everyone, and then gives them cash, and then goes and eats his sandwich. Well, he doesn't eat his sandwich because it's not his sandwich. He makes a sandwich for, surprise, surprise, That's true. the girl he's kidnapped. <gasps> no. That's now tied up in a bed. And again, this makes you feel like one take because she has... She's got the classic movie trope of a bit of cloth in her mouth. And then when Ooh. he undoes it, it's been in her mouth so tight that it's got put lines on her face. Which and is quite this, nice, because yeah. it's actually tight. But for the entire scene, she had lines on her face. Slowly and I feel faded. like they did this entire scene in one take. Or maybe the choreographer guy was so good, or not a choreographer, the Seriously. cinematographer was so good that he brought that to people's attention and was going in every time and putting the thing on. This scene took ages, and it was mainly exposition, the scene, to explain everything. What this scene was, was the um, the apartment manager monologuing. Yeah. While one of girls, many monologues. Well, At one point, this girl turns into a musical, because there's so much singing in this. Um, there was one bit at the very beginning of this film that annoyed me, where they had, like, diegetic music coming from when someone opened up um, their window, the window, yeah, so yeah. You can hear, hear their music playing out the window, but they also had the score for the film playing. Yeah, yeah. And the two things just bumped heads the whole way through. Yeah, it, didn't it was work. weird. But yeah. yeah, but then in this scene, like he's he's talking to her about how like Kathy, so Kathy was his. Uh, his Kathy daughter. was the cousin, the daughter, his, the car daughter. crash. Yeah, Carthy. And it's called a Carthy, and then the other one is Laurie, because <laughs> one died in a car, hey. <laughs> and the other one got. Lorried. Everyone got lorried by uh, a man who knew she was underage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but he's probably 14. He's probably done his cousin. (laughs) We we can't tell. I'm pretty sure the hotel manager guy was like in his 20s. (laughs) But this is where we get into like the third act of the film. And guys, this this is going to be pretty brief because the film has a lot. Yeah, I didn't mind a bit when he was expositioner and being weird and all that stuff that was fine it's just all the detective stuff and the stuff with them any scene with the mum was pointless but that's that's everything that's in in the second act so the first act is slasher second act is detective mode no one cares about that yeah. shit it's kind of like it's trying to be a thriller it's not it's and not the like Zodiac which is like a perfect horror. film yeah this is straight after Texas Chainsaw right which I feel like why they keep mentioning Toba Hooper and all the fucking how do you say that guy's name? I feel that's why they mention him in all of the stuff on the packaging. Because I feel that they're sort of trying to emulate it a bit, which is weird because then he went and made the remake of it, yeah, which you but, claim is a better film. Yeah, from what I remember. Yeah. I mean, it probably I is. I don't, I don't, doubt, I don't doubt it because yeah. uh, I can't imagine it being worse. I think it's it's very different. It deviates almost immediately from the plot. But okay, they both resolve, revolve around people killing people with a toolbox. yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't with the toolbox. It was with the. It should be called <laughs> toolbox contents murderer. Thank you. The contents of the toolbox are used to murder. A variety of tools murder. <laughs> Home Depot equalizer one. So there's loads of shit that we met. So so in this he's talking about 
this way he starts talking about how he's treating Laurie as his daughter mm-hmm. um, and how he killed all those girls quickly because they were evil. there was no suffering but yeah they, they were they were dirty and you're the only one that's pure and I want to save you my daughter's pure I feel like the there was a photograph of his daughter early. that looked a bit like the same actress I feel like unless I had mistaken that yeah she looks a bit similar yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but also like she wasn't she wasn't getting fucked and that's when he's like oh they do his mum the mum does say day. specifically to the police officer earlier because he brings up what yeah weirdly bring, also for some reason all the detectives as soon as a woman is murdered they're like what's her sex life like mm. and then the mum's like well despite my daughter's looks she's a very good girl and sits at home studying despite that hot piece of ass despite her 30 year old looks <laughs> she's half that age she's actually she crazy. smokes heavily <laughs> and drinks exclusively diet coke which is refreshing it's rotting her from the inside <laughs> yeah, it's right it's taken away her youth um, that whole scene when it was their mum and the detective in that bar I just couldn't hear a word because they had this funk music playing yeah, like, weird, like weird 10 choice. decibels louder than every other I conversation. I feel like the detective was more in there to hit on the mother than... Which is... <laughs> your daughter's just gone. Timing. I think the detective... Yeah. Then the detectives were there to be like, we're doing a mystery show now, but we don't believe you, so you have to go do your own thing. Yeah. It was there to show how inept detectives are. yeah, yeah. Well done, film. Because we never see this detective ever again. At this point, he gets dropped from the film entirely. Oh no, he does come back because I feel like he gives Joey the clue to go look at the. Because he's standing there with binoculars. But this is where we're deep into Rubik's Cube at this point. Yeah. Deep into the Rubik's Cube. And this is where we solving the real puzzle. This scene when Joey turns up and Joey then goes to investigate the house um, because he's got a feeling that his. or he's been given a clue apparently yeah as a detective so he goes to investigate the killer's house and um, and Kent cottons onto this yeah yeah and Kent comes in and sees him uh, looking at the toolbox and he's just like mate your uncle killed my everyone Um, and he's like alright calm down there was a beautiful shot from when they both got paid off um, when they came in to get all the when they, when the music came in too early yeah exactly yeah the music creeps in that's like something suspicious there's a clue and then it cuts to them walking out past the toolbox a few seconds later. Yeah, yeah. And then if that wasn't obvious enough, it tracks in slowly into the toolbox. <laughs> the iconic toolbox that the scene before he was carrying it like a boombox. Mm-hmm. I feel like the handle on that would make that easier to carry. Yeah. And it's so light now that he can just carry it, whereas before he had to bring people over to it. <laughs> people that are now dead weight because he's knocked them out. Well, he's had to throw away all his tools because they're covered in brains. Oh, they're covered in brains. Yeah, so it's gotten lighter as the yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is where we up until this point Kent, Kent has been kind of other than the weird blood thing he's been kind of pretty he's a good normal guy. he's a good guy he's been helping out but now he's not no now he's now he realises now this is the M. Night Shyamalan twist where um, where Joey says it's your uncle he you know what he's done he's killed all these women mm-hmm. and Kent's like it's my fucking family. I'm not going to let you destroy my family. How quickly does he turn his back on those morals? Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> um, so then he he freaks out and grabs this tray of gasoline. Yeah, it's just sitting It's there. like a baking tray of gasoline. Yeah, yeah. Turns around and launches it over, um, over Kent. 
No, and over Joey's. Over Joey's, like, my eyes, my eyes. Ah, the petrol's in my eyes. <laughs> it feels like bees. <laughs> <laughs> and, no, um, not the petrol. <laughs> not the petrol. Ah. Then it comes a pretty sweet scene with unsafety matches. There's a lot of tension, yeah, he's flicking these matches Just, off. Just in context, we watched the final scene first and then went back to the scene because we were like, wait, what happened to Joey? <laughs> because we were so enthralled with By the Rubik's, Rubik's Cube, we didn't hear someone burning to death. <laughs> well, the burning to death was very quick. It was brief, but it's... the whole scene was him singing a song, flicking these yeah. things. Joey, Joey, burning. Oh, baby, burn. Disco, Disco burn. Yeah. As he's walking around, just... That it was pretty sweet. And he's throwing it. But what I feel like he didn't care about and what didn't come back to bite... Is that the house is burning The house is on fire. And there's gasoline just laying around in various <laughs> objects. Buckets, yeah. Like it had he's rained got, gasoline and they were trying to catch it. Uh, they already collected four buckets of paint earlier. <laughs> oh yeah, they collected paint in bucket form. <laughs> they picked up buckets and were like, how many buckets are we going to need? And they're like, oh, you're going to put those buckets of open paint in your Porsche <laughs> and drive them back to the house. Let Wouldn't it be easier to carry the paint? <laughs> no. No, no, no. <laughs> um, so yeah, so then he's walking around and he keeps missing him. So he decides to light one match and Except then light all the matches. He goes all in. <laughs> so he lights like 15 <laughs> matches and throws them at him. Yeah, yeah. And it just... He dies his instantly. His body gets engulfed he in flames. He boils instantly. He the flames go in his eye seconds. sockets. It sucks out the vacuum in his brain. He's he dead. flies out his ear. He explodes in a ball of flame. <laughs> Which is instantly disting- uh, <laughs> extinguished, apparently, because the the next pivotal scene kind of takes place in the kitchen, which we established from earlier. It's, it's right, just it's off of the <laughs> the garage, which is now a burning inferno. <laughs> well, thankfully he's got a fire. <laughs> he's got really good insulation. Yeah. <laughs> His kitchen's really well insulated in case of a fire. They, I mean, there were like four foot flames in there. <laughs> they should have already been catching catching light. And, and that was from the metal. That was from the metal toolbox. That yeah. went up pretty good. Fucking hell. Um, it's got a lot of flammable brains on there. It's got a lot of petrol kills. in it. <laughs> so then... Do you reckon uh, he walks to the petrol station and fills up things, various things with petrol and then puts it in his car? He must have. He must, he's always on empty. So he just carries around random vessels. <laughs> so then we got, then we got the con- um, confrontation... Mm-hmm. Where for some reason you, you see him like peeking over the top of the window. This is before before well, he goes see, in. Oh, okay, Kemp was like staring at her. Because you were like, like she knows her. she's there, so why is he not helping? And yeah. he was just tapping on the window, looking like he was getting her attention. And she could see him in a mirror, mm-hmm. and they could see each other in the mirror. So they knew. So you're like, oh, why is he not helping? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then then the murder happens. And then the murder. And then he goes in, and his uncle is um, is leaning over. Um, Laurie, who he keeps calling Kathy, yeah. and he's holding a doll. I mean, in the scene where he asks, when the the exposition scene, he does say, "What's it like? What what was it like dying?" Yeah, and like she he's was gone like, batshit it, crazy. It was pain, we know he's crazy because was... he's trying to eat a lollipop before the mains. Yeah, she was like, "Did it hurt? Did it hurt?" And she was like, "No, but these ropes hurt more." Daddy, you want to untie them, Daddy? Anyway, so, to the confrontation, the final scene. Yeah, so he confronts his dad and he's like, Uncle. Fuck you, Uncle, is that what the fuck you doing? 
And then I think grabs the doll that his uncle's playing with. No, his uncle. His uncle's like, oh, you're not on my side, and walks out. And then the uncle's holding the doll, saying, like, oh, something about Kathy. But then, but now the doll is Kathy. Yeah, now he's talking to the the doll doll as Kathy. Kathy. And um, and his and his uncle, uh, so the nephew Kent freaks out and grabs the knife by the blade. Because that's how you brutal. hold knives. Um, that's an obscene knife that he uses to cut a sandwich with earlier. Also, I like that they're like we need to put the scene in that we need people to know there's knives in the kitchen. <laughs> so we need to put the scene in where he's cutting a, a, a peanut butter sandwich with a knife. And I thought it'd be great if uh, Laurie was allergic to peanut butter. Yeah. That would have been awesome. <laughs> she dies while they're having this knife fight. <laughs> She's all like inflated. <laughs> and the ropes are tighter. That's why the ropes hurt on her wrist. <laughs> She's swollen. Gone into anaphylactic shock. So yeah, so then he starts walking towards his, uh, towards Ken, saying, like, I'm just having a go at her. And then he accidentally walks the doll and his hand into Through the knife. Through the knife at a slow pace. And the head pace. gets cut off and his hand gets cut off. So it looks like the doll's bleeding. Yeah. And he's like, you killed Kathy. You killed Kathy again. Which makes me think he was driving the car in the opening scene. Potentially. I and feel like, because like, he clearly wanted to fuck his cousin, I feel like there's something going on there where maybe he'd run I think away. He because he kept saying. His cousin. Yeah, because he kept saying how, when he comes into the room later, he's like, this is what he thinks Kathy's like, but she wasn't like that at all. He doesn't yeah. know her at all. He's I think like he was ben fucking over. his cousin. I think we had some Game of Thrones shit going like, on. Like, she's 15 now. When did his cousin die? We don't know. Because he was saying she was younger than you. But then I think he's supposed to be the same age as her. Yeah, potentially. But why was he driving a car? Maybe that's why he crashed. America. Yeah, driving. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe he's just a pedo. Maybe. If only he got his just desserts. I mean, spoilers. So how, I can't remember how the I uncle dies. So the uncle dies. Does he because, just keep walking into yeah, the nuts? So yeah, yeah. So then he's he's like, "Well, you kill Kathy. You kill Kathy." And then again, he's walking towards his nephew, and his nephew's and he, holding, he, he's just the, holding knife. the knife. And he's just like, I'm just going to hold the knife here, and if you walk into it, it's your own fault. <laughs> yeah. And he just impales himself, like stabs himself once in the stomach. And as we know in this film, yeah, in this that's universe, it. you're dead. You're dead. If anything punches the skin, mm-hmm. immediate death. He's, he was risking his life when he was flicking the matches. <laughs> he, he could have also engulfed in flames. If he got a splinter, he'd be gone. <laughs> Mate, he'd be toast. So then. So the uncle stabs himself to death by accident, yeah. or somewhat on purpose, and then this is where he totally flips, and he, the Ken, he picks up the doll, reattaches his head, washes it, yeah, he washes lovingly the doll washes down, it, stroking her hair. Again, let's film everything. It. Yeah, let's film just, all of this. We need to make it to ninety minutes. Let's just <laughs> yeah, we anything we can. We've run out of plot, and then he goes through, and he's like, he he speaks to um to Laurie. He's like, he didn't know you, Kathy. Not a name, mate. Yeah. He didn't know. He didn't know you like I knew you. Yeah. Um, and then he unties. He her. unties her. He, yeah. he cuts the thing off her mouth, and he cuts the thing off of her hands. Yeah. I think he may leave. She her says feet that she can't move. She says up. her feet hurt so much that she can't walk, and then that's when he's just like, "Oh man." Well, her body was still tied down. Was it? Yeah. And then, um, and then, like he puts the knife to one side. He's like, it's scissors. okay, I'll he take care of you. He picked up scissors, if you remember. Yeah, oh, scissors, sorry, yeah. yeah. He's like, it's okay, I'll take care of you. 
and then just starts to stick his tongue in her mouth. He's like, whoa, whoa. Hold up. <laughs> Buddy, I thought you were rescuing me. Like, I mean, let's have a conversation here. Like he was some sort of Disney fucking Prince Charming who just rescued her. And just like every Disney film, he then rapes the 15-year-old. Exactly. But luckily, um, luckily, there's a subtle fade and we cut to him mm. with his jeans on. So luckily, we don't see that. I mean, for all we know... He could have got excited, just blown his pants and then sat next to them. And mocked up with his shirt. He was just, yeah. And So then she's sat there looking distraught uh-huh. um, and looks over to her side and realises, this fucker left the scissors here. I wish I'd seen them 15 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. And then grabs the scissors and <laughs> just starts impaling him. We don't know, because it fades, suddenly fades to a car park. And then we see her walking and she's covered in blood. And then they're like, how do we end this film? How do we end this text screen? Text screen that says, by the way, true story, mate. It's all real. It's all real. It all happened. Some of it. Some of it. Some of it. Kind of happened. She kind of went missing and, and someone got killed. They did the text chainsaw bit in reverse. They put all the good stuff at the beginning and put the, the message at the end that it's like this is based on a true story so I'm pretty sure Texas Chainsaw opens on this is based on a true story which is Loosely a based. good gripping way to get you to pay attention to a film yeah which is confusing when you say it at the end to be fair Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a well made seminal classic mm-hmm. whereas the the toolbox assorted murders <laughs> is not in any way shape or form apparently well it's got a, quite a cult following um, Troll 2 has a cult following and The Room has a cult you've seen The Room Seminal so films. many times yeah exactly that's a fantastic film <laughs> I haven't written down a score but I'm um, I'm just saying if there's anything else in here no ah so apparently Stephen King said that the bathtub scene was one of his favourite kills of the of 70s horror films that's great because she wasn't killed in a bathtub yeah, she left the bathtub and scene. nailed. Was this scene of course it was, Stephen so, King. Um, so he really enjoyed that. Um, I wonder if it was inspiration for The Shining. And yeah, this was banned for... Um, this was banned for two years, between 83 and 85, and then it had two minutes cut out of it. Yeah. There was... Creaky chair. There was another... Apparently there's another film as well. Um, I forget the name of it. Where someone, um, someone was like rewatching this one piece of content. Uh-huh. Someone was rewatching um, like the bathtub scene in another film, as they were like slowly going insane. They just kept rewatching that loop of that scene, and then like went on to kill people. So like apparently this has like impacted what? different films. Really? Yeah. What you mean in another film? In another film, not in real life. Yeah. Someone watches. Someone was watching like the bathtub murder scene have you ever seen a film called Evil Ed I own it on Blu-ray no my mate had it on VHS years ago and it's about it's obviously a comedy horror it's called Evil Ed it's obviously a pun on Evil Dead and it's about a movie editor that has to cut really violent horror films I believe he has to cut out violence from them for the TV version so he's just surrounded by violence and it makes him go crazy (laughs) and he keeps seeing like monsters in his house and shit and he just like kills his whole family it's this really weird like Norwegian horror film or something that's dubbed over in English and it's not terrible but it's not good that sounds fantastic but it's pretty good <laughs> uh, so, yeah mate I'll let you go first score wise alright 
Let me think about it. If I it's was, weak. if if I was to score if the we're film as an entirety, yeah, out of five, out of five, then I would maybe give it a two. If I was to judge this thing as the bits of the film that I paid attention to, yeah, which is not the Rubik's the, cube. What would you give the Rubik's the cube? The intro, the Rubik's cube, I would rate fairly highly. It's, it's highly enjoyable. I've sold it over and over again, but I really enjoy it. If I was to rate the intro, right? If that, if if, if this film stayed at that pace at the beginning, mm-hmm. I could probably give this a four. Yeah. If I was to rate the ending, like the third act, I'd maybe give it a three. That's fair. That's a fair assessment. If I was to rate the center, the the middle act, I would give it a one, possibly less. So I feel like. I cannot... That, and, and the centre bit was the longest part by far. Yeah. And it dragged. Yeah. The shortest bit was the most enjoyable bit. So There I was feel, a point where I checked to see how much longer we had and was like, thank God it's only 30 minutes. Yeah. And it was the third act at that point, so yeah. it was the psychological horror bit. Yeah, yeah. So I can give this a 1.5. I will join you in the 1.5. Uh... I don't know if I'll ever watch this film again. It wasn't expensive, so I'm okay that I bought it on Blu-ray. I'm might, happy to support it. I might watch scenes. I might watch, like... Yeah, there's certain bits of it that are actually good. Uh, there are re- re-watchable moments, unlike the lowest of the low, Driller Killer. Yeah, which unfortunately got the same rating as this. I think so, yeah. But that's your fault for giving it a two. I gave it a two, as we discussed in the bit where the microphone cut out. It's true, it's true. Uh... I don't even know why I gave it a two, but as I also was saying, I've seen this before in the past and completely forgotten about it. Yet, Driller Killer, I remembered. I feel like this is the life that you're doomed to repeat. This is you'll forever, every decade watch. Yeah, we are. Toolbox murders. I remember something about that. Although I am the decor was nice. I will independently of this watch the Toby Hooper one. Yes. Or Toby Hooper. Toby Hooper. Or you know, however you wanna. Tobias Hopia Hopia (laughs) James I'm glad this is over I I wish you could give us some kind of hope so what what do we have to watch looking forward so I was looking through my pile that I've got and there's two films (laughs) there's two films that I was like okay I could do that and I could do that one was a sequel to Mm -hmm. Zombie Fleshy Years but I chose against that Nightmare in City. In favour of something similar to Nightmare City because it's called City of the Living Dead. Oh. And I feel like we haven't done a zombie film in a while. No. And I do remember, though I might be wrong because I have seen this before, I do remember that the zombies can teleport. And I mean literally teleport, not like there's magically, te- like ed- poor editing. I mean they literally vanish and then reappear next year. You may be able to hear through the creaky ass chair that I'm sat on but I sat upright when you said teleporting zombies <laughs> yes that sounds fantastic that will be the next film when we do this again in six on months. time <laughs> oh on time yes on time. if we can do it on time yes hopefully this will not be in six months when we do this I don't think it was six months I don't think it was a six month gap oh really oh, that's no. good that's I think it's less than that I do remember um, our listener Phil who could be metres away from us right now because we were recording at Elstree Studios, oh, hey. um, watching, after he listened to our last episode, 
he watched Toolbox Murders in anticipation and was like, I can't wait for this next week. <laughs> Sorry about So that. I'll be able to go on to Instagram and see <laughs> when he saw that. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's the end. Mm. I'm glad it's over. Like the film, we will finish in freeze frame. With text on the screen. But unfortunately, it's uh, an audio format, so you know, I'm able to read the text. I'll read the text. So does filth. What the hell are you doing? <laughs>